Lekutah Sichas, Volume 19, the fourth Sicha on Kitetze. The title of this article, Remembering the Good versus Remembering the Difficult. Our portion gives us the second to the last mitzvah given in the Torah. You shall remember what Amalek did to you on the way when you went out of Egypt, and it goes on and concludes, you shall not forget. Our sages teach, remember is with your mouth, speech, and do not forget is in your heart, thought. Now, concerning the time for doing this mitzvah, Maimonides rules, it is also a positive commandment to constantly remember their evil deeds and their ambush of Israel to arouse our hatred of them as it states, remember what Amalek did to you. Now, hence, the entire mitzvah of you shall remember what Amalek did to you on the way is a consistent mitzvah. It is applicable every moment, every day. Likewise, we find concerning the mitzvah of remembering the Shabbat, which is primary concept is remember the Shabbat day. Nachmanides states upon this verse, it is the mitzvah to remember Shabbat continuously every day. So too we find in the Torah Kohanim concerning this mitzvah, remember the day of Shabbat to sanctify it, I may think, remember in your heart, when the verse states, observe the Shabbat day to keep it holy, thus observance in the heart is already stated. How then am I to understand, remember, that you repeat it with your mouth? So both aspects of what we have by remember a mullik, that it has to be both in your heart and in your mouth, and that it has to be Continuous, the mitzvah is always, so too we find by Shabbat. Now, the Medrash Tanhuma relates, here it is written, remember, and with Shabbat it is written, remember. Both of them are equal. Solomon said, so I reflected, and he goes on to explain, this one I mentioned over a tray of full of all good things, and that one I mentioned over an empty tray. So too, in the teachings of Pirkei de Rabeleza, it says the following. The Israelites said to our teacher Moshe, Moses, one scripture text says, remember the Shabbat day to keep it holy. And it is written, remember what Amalek did unto thee. How can these two texts be fulfilled? He said to them, Moses answered, the cup of spiced wine is not to be compared to the cup of vinegar. This is a cup and this is a cup. This remember of Shabbat is in order to observe and to sanctify the Shabbat day. And the other remember of Amalek is in order to destroy and to cut off all the seed of Amalek. Now seemingly, it is because the remembrance of Shabbat and of Amalek need to equally both be one in addition to in the heart, in your mouth, and two, continuously, hence the Israelite asks, how can these two texts be fulfilled? However, we cannot explain their question as such. We find other concepts of, as well, of which we have a mitzvah to continuously remember them every day. For example, remembering the exodus from Egypt. 
and there is no question upon how to fulfill them all, for there is space for all of them. Hence, what was the question of the Israelites? So too we need to understand Moses' answer. Number one, how does the answer of the two cups answer the question of how to fulfill them both continuously? Two, upon what is substantiated the comparison between the two cups? It said both of them are equal. Number three, what is the emphasis in Moses, in Moses repeating this is a cup and this is a cup? So there are the questions on the question that the Israelites asked and on the answer that Moses gave. And then there's another question, number four, what is the novelty in Moses saying this remembers in order to observe and the other remember is in order to destroy when the verse itself explains each of these remembrance to be of opposite purpose. One is and sanctify it versus the other one is to obliterate the remembrance of Amalek. The verse clearly spells them both out. The explanation. When the positive mitzvah, thou shall, within them there are three categories. One, the mitzvah of action. Two, mitzvot of speech. And three, mitzvot of thought. However, the complete state of fulfillment is when the mitzvot of action are carried out with intention and thought. And so too, when mitzvot of thought and speech influence the person to point of action. For example, the mitzvah of the heart, thought, to believe in God needs to cause the observance action of all mitzvot, action, speech, and thought. As our sages teach, Chabakbo came and established them upon one. He took all 613 and he established them upon one. What was the one? The mitzvah of faith in God, as it is stated, but the righteous person shall live by his faith. So you see that the mitzvah of the heart, faith, its intention and completion is when it brings to the action, speech, and thought of all the 613 mitzvot. Now, within the mitzvot of thought and of speech, there is the specific group of those that are about remembrance. Now, in this group of mitzvot, even there is the speech, the essence and purpose of the mitzvah is the intention of the person, thought. The, through, the true experience of remembering is not through speech or even a fleeting thought, but rather it is to have the remembrance become so real that it totally encompasses you to the point that one is reliving from anew the entire remembered experience. So it is understood with what Maimonides writes concerning the remembrance of Amalek, he writes as follows, the 189th mitzvah is that we are commanded to constantly remember what Amalek did to us. And then he goes on and to speak of it constantly. Why? He explains to arouse people to wage war against them. Thus, we have the question regarding the previously mentioned six mitzvot. We said, we mentioned in the footnote that there are six mitzvot that are the duties of the heart. Faith in God, not to have faith in any, in any other uh, deities, to love God, to fear God. Now, over there, he writes, the Sefer Chinuch writes, their obligation is continuous and man should not stop even for a moment in all his days. So, by those 
all of these six mitzvot are of one focus, our connection to God. That's the faith, the love, the fear, so forth. However, the remembrance of Shabbat and the remembrance of Amalek are antithetical in their focus. Hence, their question, how can these two texts be fulfilled? The focus of remembering of Shabbos is, quoting to you from Nachmanides, to remember the act of Genesis at all times and to acknowledge at all times that the world has a creator. And quoting to you from the Sefer Chinuch, that we fix upon our hearts faith in the creation of the world. For in the six days the Lord made and including in this remembrance of Shabbat is not only that God created the world, but obviously our sense of God's dominance over the world and all that are in it. While Amalek is all about, I quote to you from the Medrash, Torah Kornim knows his master, meaning God, knows his master and intends to rebel against him. However, when, when a Jew, hence, here's the question, when a Jew remembers Amalek, even though the intention and focus is to eradicate this, nevertheless, this very remembrance obligates the Jew to acknowledge as an outcome of the mitzvah to eradicate the rebellion and its embodiment that according to faith, there does exist the notion of rebelling against God. Hence, it has to be eradicated. This in its very being and core is the antithesis of the very being and core of the remembrance of Shabbat, which talks about God's Dominance. Hence the question, how can these two texts be fulfilled when the two mitzvot are demanding that we be fully encompassed to the point of reliving that, A, God rules the world and all that are in it, while simultaneously being fully encompassed and reliving that, there is an amolic existence of rebelling against the dominance of God. To this, Moses answers, the cup of spiced wine is not to be compared to the cup of vinegar. This is a cup and this is a cup. This remembers in order to observe and the other remembers in order to destroy. What is Moses saying? Vinegar encompasses two dichotic properties. Number one, it is not drinkable. Number two, the Talmud says vinegar revives the spirit. And even more than this, Vinegar is not something of its own, but of the wine itself. It is wine that went spoiled. It's not the offspring of wine. Mystically speaking, this means that also a molek, vinegar, has a source in holiness, meaning that the mere fact that there exists an existence of intending to rebel against God, when the only truth is there is none but God, how is this possible only from that which God is omnipotent? Hence, this omnipotent God is Amalek's source. However, the revelation of Amalek's source within divinity is only through the nullification and the obliteration of the intending to rebel against God, through which Amalek's internal source is then revealed that even an existence of intended to rebel, to rebel against him is ultimately, ultimately not a contradiction to divinity. By the way, we actually see that even though there's a mitzvah to eradicate Amalek, it says clearly that the grandsons of Haman, which is an Amalek, were ended up converting and studying and teaching Torah in Bnei Brak. 
So you see that once you break the rebellion, you have the divine source of Amalek being revealed. Now note, this concept is sweetened by the rule. There's a rule in the Talmud that says, for every item that God prohibited us, he permitted to us a similar item. Now, that means that Amalek exists within holiness. Within holiness itself, we find a quote from the Talmud, really amazing story. It talks about an argument that was taking place in the heavenly academy, up there in heaven. And it says like this, the Holy One, blessed be, he says, the individual is pure about a certain case. But every other member of the heavenly academy says he is impure. Hence, you see, within the realm of holiness, this concept of, quote unquote, rebelling against God. Moses is answering. Let's go back to the answer. The cup of spiced wine is not to be compared to the cup of vinegar. This is a cup and this is a cup. This remembrance is in order to observe and the other remembrance is in order to destroy. So on one hand, yes, they are both cups to divinity. Hence, from this both point, they are both equal. However, is not compared for this remember is in order to observe, being that Shabbat is a direct revelation of divinity, while the other remember is in order to destroy. A Amalek becomes a revelation of divinity only through destroy, breaking the intent to rebel against him. Note, this, as the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya, there are two types of pleasure. Delicacy is sweet, and the other is spicy and sour. Now, the spicy and sour, which prepared well until they revived the soul. Hence, God made everything for his praise, even the wicked man for the day of evil, meaning that he should repent from his wickedness. That's why God created him and God created that he could do wickedness. Because when he repents from his wickedness, he will make of his evil day a evil, a day, and light for the above. Hence, you see again that even though the making of the evil is but for God made, so too a mullock exists only for bringing out the spicy food which revives the soul by transforming the darkness and rebellion into holiness, into total nullification for God. The lesson. Even a Amalek has a source in holiness. Hence, even when one is in a state of Shabbat holiness, he must be wary of not falling into any even refined rebellion against God. On the other hand, even one who has fallen to the lowly state of a Amalek may not give in to despair because even a Amalek has a source in holiness and he too can transform into a cup of vinegar which revives the soul. Hence, he too must remember and even sanctify the Shabbat.